Hey everybody, welcome to Finance in a Flash. Today we're going to discuss pension plans. Now, not many people have pensions anymore, but we still see a fair amount in the federal and state retirement system, as well as some holdovers from private companies. We are also going to go over topics such as annuity style versus lump sum pensions, survivor options as it relates to pensions, and we're going to discuss pensions to your spouse. And I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Very informative, and we have Aaron on for this episode as well. If you want to learn more about us, go to beaconfinancialstrategies.com. All right. Let's go. All right, welcome to Finance in a Flash. Today we have on Aaron. I did my introduction this time. Aaron, how's it going? Great. We're having a lot of fun recording these podcasts. Yes. Uh, Aaron is our tax and planning expert here at Beacon. And so, which also, I think we discussed on the first first podcast you're on, CFP and CPA, correct? That's right. Yep. And the so, founder of the company, co-founder. So That's right. Co-founder. We have to say co-founder. I was about to have to say co-founder. <laughs> Chip's going to write a complaint or leave yeah, us a exactly. negative review on our podcast. <laughs> I think he's a little upset that he wasn't, he's not on these the last couple yeah, of podcasts. Yeah, I think he's a little jealous. He wants to talk more on the podcast. Yeah. Well, he it's interesting because he likes to hear his voice, and me and Aaron hate to hear our voices on recordings. Yeah, I don't really want to hear the the playback, but I don't, I don't know. I enjoy listening to him, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, so anyways, uh, we're going to be talking about pensions today. And, you know, as a whole, not a lot of people have pensions anymore unless, you know, you're at this federal or state retirement level, but there are also some holdovers from private companies that have pensions as well. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll start off uh, by this kind of, you brought this up before we came on, like what's the difference between a pension and an annuity? Yeah. So a pension tends to be, you know, it's something uh, usually funded by the company you work for, or if you work for the federal or state retirement system, then maybe it's funded by the state or the federal government. Potentially you're putting money in kind of out of your paycheck. A lot of times that's happening. Um, but you know, an annuity is, is something that you purchase, I guess, through an insurance company. So you might take, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and purchase an annuity kind of on your own, uh, not funded through, you know, any kind of work situation. So, so pensions tend to be usually they're annuitized, meaning there's a monthly income stream, but, um, but they're usually funded kind of through your paycheck, I guess. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's a uh, important distinction between the two and backpacking off that going into um different pension options. So you can take an annuity or annuitized pension or mm-hmm. a lump sum pension. What are what are the difference between the two? Yeah, so sometimes you'll have an option to take a lump sum for your pension instead of taking that monthly income stream. And so it just depends on the company. Uh, that tends to be more of, of what a private company would offer. Usually federal and state government, they're not going to offer a lump sum type of thing. They're going to just say, hey, here's your monthly income stream and you go from there. But but sometimes we do have the option to take a lump sum. And so, you know, kind of how we think about that is, you know, when you take a lump sum, you roll it over to an IRA and because you roll it to an IRA, it's not taxed. And so then you can kind of invest it how you want, take it out how you want. You know, you don't have to take it every single month. You don't have to take the same amount every single month. Um, and with, a you know, that monthly annuity income from a pension, 
you tend to have, you know, the same amount that comes out every single month um, and, and paid into your checking account, let's say. Got it. So how do we determine, how do we analyze that decision, what we want to do, you know, take a take that income every single month or just take the lump sum? Like how do we, how do you analyze that decision to differentiate the two? Yeah. So it's a calculation. Um, basically you can calculate what the internal rate of return is on the pension. So you can calculate, Hey, I gave up this big uh, lump sum amount and instead I received it as a monthly income. And it's literally a calculation and you can kind of say, okay, as long as, you know, you get it over 10 years, you break even say, or 20 years, you might earn 2%. Or if you get it over 30 years, you might earn 4%. You know, we can calculate that amount. And so that's super helpful. So you can kind of look at, okay, here, this person is 65. They will break even on that, you know, month, month to month income, say at 72 or 75. Um, Then they can kind of say, oh, okay, you know, what's my you know, do I think I'm going to live that long um, and be able to take that amount out? And then we can kind of calculate also what the uh, rate of return is. And that's important because if we think about that lump sum, if you instead choose to take it as a lump sum, then you're going to have the opportunity to invest it. And so we can kind of say, well, if you took it as an annuity, as long as you have it for 30 years and earn 3%, that annuity uh, might be the best choice. But if you can earn more than 3%, then maybe you would take it as a lump sum and invest it. Um, so a lot of times it goes into the person's risk profile, honestly. You know, how how would they invest that lump sum if they take it as that? So let's say I take the lump sum and then two months later I'm like, oh crap, I'm going to go through all my money. I can't control it. I want to throw it back into the pension and then take the annuity option. Yeah. Can I do so that? So typically, typically you're not going to be able to do that. Um, not through the company. Now you could go out and buy a private annuity um, through an insurance company maybe. Um, and that could be analyzed. But typically, you know, that decision lump sum versus, you know, a monthly type of income stream is going to be irrevocable, uh, at least through that, through that company. Um, and so it's important to kind of analyze that in the front, uh, make sure that you take the decision, make the decision that's best for you. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, that was great. And let's say we do decide on the annuity and is that inflation adjusted? Like, do you get a bump every year? Like, how is that, how is that, you know, rate, is that rate adjustable? Yeah. So a lot of times with the government pensions, federal and state, uh, typically I'll see an inflation adjustment on it. Uh, very similar to say social security where you get kind of a cost of living adjustment every single year. Private companies uh, almost never see any kind of inflation adjustment, which is interesting. So if you know, hey, my my pension is fifteen hundred a month, it's going to be fifteen hundred a month thirty years from now. Um, and so, you know, if you think about inflation, um, you know, fifteen hundred might buy you certain things now, but you're definitely not going to buy as much with that fifteen hundred dollars, say twenty years from now. So it's something to keep in mind, and and sometimes that's a good reason to take it as a lump sum if that's an option, you know especially if you don't get an inflation adjustment. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, yeah, that's, that's great. I think it's important. Like that's, it's kind of a big deal over, yeah. uh, I mean, we're talking about over a lifetime here. Um, right. and so now that, you know, we've, we've gone through those, let's kind of dig a little bit deeper into typical survivor options on your pension plan. 
Yeah. So a lot of times, especially if you're married, um, but sometimes even if you're not married, you can leave a survivor, you know, the option of, of leaving a beneficiary on your pension. And so you'll typically see this with spouses um, where there's say a hundred percent survivor option, which just simply means, you know, I, I, if I pass away that my spouse would receive a hundred percent of what I'm receiving now. So it's kind of covering two lifetimes. Uh, there might be 50% or 75%. So maybe they take a, a reduction in their spousal uh, benefit. Um, the, the, the main one is single life, which is simply it covers me and it doesn't cover any survivors or any spouses or anything. Um, and then one that we see, especially in um, some, some government plans is something we call a pop-up, which just simply means, hey, um, I took a 50% survivor option so that, you know, my husband can receive 50% if something happens to me. But if he predeceases me, then I'll pop up to that single life option after he passes away. So it's a way of not taking a permanent reduction in your in your single life benefit. Got it. So how so how do we determine which one to choose? Yeah. So this is going back to the retirement plan. So we've talked about retirement plan kind of in a previous episode. And so, you know, we we like to have that baseline retirement plan. And then what we'll typically do is say, okay, well, let's test the plan and see how it looks. So let's say, for example, I take the single life pension option on my benefit. Um, and then we would kind of test the plan if I passed away. Uh, would my spouse be okay? Would they be able to, you know, make ends meet? Would they be able to meet all their retirement goals? Um, if not, then we probably need some kind of survivor option there. Um, and so that's how we would test it. Um, and then, honestly, it comes down from there, like which option is best. We might test the 50%. We might test the 100%. Uh, we might test a lump sum, you know, if that's an option, and just kind of see how things look. Um, and, and the important thing to understand here is that if you take a, you know, a survivor option on your pension, then you're going to reduce your benefit. So my single life benefit might be $2,000 a month, but if I take a 100% joint survivor, it might be $1,800 a month. So it costs me $200 a month to give my surviving spouse, you know, that same benefit going forward. And so that's really, if you think about it and kind of break it all down, that's kind of like paying for quote unquote insurance coverage or mm -hmm. life insurance coverage, you know? So that's the premium you're paying, you know, that $200 is a premium that we're paying to kind of cover, you know, an income stream for my spouse in the future. And so we can kind of compare and contrast and say, is that cheaper, you know, than buying say a life insurance policy. So for some people we'll see them take, you know, the single life option and, um, and also then pay for a life insurance policy on themselves with the idea that that would, kind of cover their spouse should something happen to them. So it's kind of, it's a lot in that calculation and I kind of hate to talk to it so fast, but yeah. um, it's, it's important to realize that there's a lot that goes into it um, and it's irrevocable. So we want to make sure we're making the right decision. Yep. And that's what I was going to ask next, if you could change that, which you can't. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. The, there's so much stuff that goes into that decision that it's, um, like you have to like that's it's uh you can't mess up on that and it's not just no. like uh I'll circle this one it's it's literally a, it's a thought out process that goes through your actual retirement plan when determining this specific type of survivor option on your pension 
Yeah, it's important. I mean, because, you know, I, I always hate it when I see, you know, if somebody took single life and they really didn't think through, okay, what happens to my spouse? I mean, you can still go out and buy, potentially buy life insurance coverage at that point. But I mean, you know, it's not always, you know, people might not be insurable. You know, there's reasons why they wouldn't be able to get kind of a coverage. And so um, it puts a lot of stress, I think, on both spouses, honestly, if if you've taken kind of the wrong option. And I've definitely seen that happen, you know, in my career. And um, you kind of hope for the best, hope they survive as long as possible. Yeah. They've taken, you know, a different, uh, a, you know, single life versus a survivor option. Yeah. Um, well, great. I think that's, you know, we've gone through a lot here and, you know, in a flash. And to kind of wrap us up here, are pensions guaranteed? Let's say, you know, I work for a company, company's doing well, but, you know, pandemic strikes or, you know, something bad happens to the company, is my pension in jeopardy? Like, am, am I going to lose my, uh, I'm putting, putting all this money towards pension plan. What happens if my company goes out of business? Yeah, that's something we get that one a lot, um, just because I think people get a little nervous if they do have a company that, that has a pension. Um, less so, I think, on the, the government uh, system. I think most people feel decent about those, the federal government, especially the states. Uh, they, they might tell you that they might be having you know, some issues meeting some of those. But I think for the most part, the states and federal governments are pretty safe. Um, with private companies, they definitely have to pay for something called PBGC insurance that, that protects that pension amount. And so let's say the company goes out of business. Um, typically, that, that insurance would pop in. And, and instead of receiving, say, a pension from ABC company, now you're receiving a PBGC um, pension. And so uh, typically, though, you might have a, a few less options maybe than what your company was going to give you, but but typically those things are going to be protected by that insurance. And so, yeah, these companies going out of business, it can be a little bit frightening, but uh, for the most part, they tend to be, uh, the pensions tend to be guaranteed. So I think that's definitely an important note to kind of make sure that you do have that insurance, correct? I mean, I, you know, can you opt into yeah. it? Could you get it extra or it has to be provided by your employer? Yeah, the company the company has to have it. Yeah. So um, it's something that's definitely it's like kind of like an ERISA law. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something that all companies have to have and and make sure that, that they're paying in for it and and you know all of that gets protected. So um, I, I, I'm not too worried about people going and checking on the insurance coverage of that, but but just know it is protected and we're not too terribly worried that you know you're just going to go out of business and and the pension would just disappear. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's, um, all we have for pensions today, unless you had, uh, some closing thoughts or if not, I think we're, we're good to go. Yeah, I think we covered it all. So hopefully everybody learned a little something and understand that it's a big decision and we're here to help us if they need help looking at it. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. And, uh, thanks for listening to Finance in a Flash. Thank you.